Blog Talk Radio. Hello, we're back, powerful people. Greetings to all my professional powerhouses out there. It is Danielle Adams of QueenSweetCoach.com, and I am happy to be back after a, a brief hiatus. So I want to jump right in and uh, really just get back to the business of mostly business. Um, I would like to also let you know that you do have the ability to join the conversation with us. You can call in. You can call 713-955-0365 or join the conversation online. We're at facebook.com slash coach. So in this latest episode, we're going to get really real about three things that employees say that make their bosses absolutely want to either forget or fire them. Whether you have one employee or 100, I guarantee you that no manager wants to hear the three phrases that we'll be talking about. As leaders, we must adapt to how we coach these thoughts right out of our employees' sweet little heads so that they're going to be committed to the mission and the vision of our business and so that we can all be motivated to lead ourselves from the inside out. So, Stay tuned for some practical responses that you can use to enhance the personal and professional development of your team. Also, I would like to remind you that this week's episode, Powered by Commitment, that is definitely the word of the week. So see how you can apply that in your workspace and in your business. So let's talk about how words are so, so very powerful. When you are working as a manager or in a supervisory capacity, you're already doing your best to oversee processes. The people that come with these roles are often a gift and a curse. (laughs) Okay, and I'm not saying that I've always been the perfect model employee, but guess what? Honey, neither were you. So let's be fair. At some point or another, we have probably all uttered at least one of the next three phrases. And whether you flinched when you did it or you stood in your conviction, it's true that you probably did it. And it's one of those things that just makes you think about how how words can be so powerful and so damning and, and really speaks to our character, as well as our work ethic. So now here we are in different places in our careers, and now we find ourselves suddenly realizing how absolutely disgusting it feels to be knee-deep in the muck that we are going to just call lack, in the land of lack, okay? Lack of commitment, lack of confidence, lack of accountability, or humility, you name it. But typically, this is something that you wish you didn't know so very well. So let's talk about the the first of our three absolutely appalling phrases. The first one is, I can't. Ugh, all right, just saying it, for me, makes me cringe a little. It's not a phrase that I personally use often, but it's one that I've definitely heard a number of times. So in this case, I'm going to also suppose that 
the employee who has said I can't has also already been given all reasonable accommodations and resources to perform a task. Let's be fair, right? Without this, we're talking about someone who truly is unable versus a subconscious unwillingness. So I just want to make that distinction and that disclaimer there because if you haven't given your employee reasonable resources and accommodations to accomplish a task and their response to you is that they cannot do the work, you have now created an outer block for them that prevents them from doing so. So for those employees who have the resources and have the accommodations, resigning yourself to I can't is like giving up before you've even tried. It's pretty much the same thing as saying, I know already that my best isn't good enough. So there are typically at least two power outages in that person's leadership fuse box that are just shorting out. The first one is the inner critic. And this is the person who is probably sending themselves a a ransom note of sorts that always says, you're not good enough. This deep-seated belief has probably originated somewhere in their childhood or in some other past experience, whether it's personal or on the job. And this is a belief that keeps that individual safe by holding him or her hostage in their mind. So this person is going to be too afraid to move forward. The other power outage that will sometimes crop up and also works in tandem with the inner critic is the assumption. Assumptions are rooted in what has happened to a person in the past, and this is a a deeply personal block that is different for everyone. You might believe that because something happened before, it'll happen again. This is a block that really is something that this person has come to accept about life or themselves, about the world or the people in it, and it limits them in some way. So they automatically throw up a can't. Can't because this is a a block for them internally, and the best way for them to get away from what you're asking for is to block you with this. The core intention of I can't is survival mode. So this is someone who is just doing the bare minimum to get by. The feelings that come with the I can't include avoidance, lack of confidence, there's that word again, lack. Uh, It also includes non-confrontational habits, guilt, shame, and blame. So this is a person that has really pretty much thrown their hands up and they have resigned themselves to not doing what, what has been asked of them. The next one is, I'll try. I don't know about you, but there's something about when someone tells me I'll try that just makes me twitch a little bit. I don't twitch often, but I twitch a little bit (laughs) when I hear I'll try. And I've had my fair share of wonderful employees who have just become victims of the I'll try. 
And I don't often quote Yoda, for the record, but this is where I I actually quote Yoda. (laughs) And that is to say, there is do and do not. There is no try. So saying I'll try is another cop-out. This is shorthand for, hey, listen, don't get your hopes up, don't get your expectations in a tizzy, and definitely don't blame me when I come up short. This phrase reeks of lack of confidence. The intention here is typically good, but the commitment level is also lacking. It's typically very low at this stage. So saying that you're trying, trying is like eating cotton candy for the first time in like 15 or 20 years. At first, you really enjoy the sugary sweetness and the nostalgia of it, but then you kind of can't wait to relieve yourself of its nausea-inducing goodness somewhere where no one is looking and they can't hear you wretched. That's pretty much I'll try wrapped up in a nutshell for you. So here again is where leadership power outages crop up in the form of the inner critic because now you're, you're talking about self-doubt. The, the person has already told themselves not just that I'll try. They've told themselves I can't, but they don't want to admit it to you. And that's typically out of fear. So now you've also identified fear, whether it's fear of retribution, um, fear of your disappointment. They are now doubting themselves to the point that they do not want to face any possible or potential consequences. The, the other power outage that crops up here is limiting beliefs or generalizations, whether it's about themselves or the task or uh, their role, the organization. Um, th- those will come up and come into play, as well as assumptions and interpretations here as well. You're definitely looking at a case where the person probably has so little belief in their ability, whether it's just for that specific thing or a you know general feeling overall, that they are now trying to avoid the task and avoid you even as their manager, as their leader. This happens too. The last one is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to say it like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, I'm sorry. The translation, my bad, again. This usually isn't the first time you're hearing these words from this person. It's probably something that they rely on heavily in order to get by. This isn't your run-of-the-mill ownership or or garden variety accountability. This is like a migraine, only it's in your eye. When that one employee looks at you sheepishly and shrugs, "Mm, sorry, or when that other employee bites her nails feverishly awaiting punishment and says, sorry, Sometimes sorry is so sorry that it's not sorry. (laughs) If you follow me on this, 
please remember to leave a comment and join the conversation with us on Facebook. What sounds like an apology is at times an employee's way of shirking responsibility altogether. Okay? Think about it. You haven't been offered a solution or a remedy to your problem, and let's never mind the fact that the employee possibly created the problem in the first place. Instead, all you have gotten is an apology. We both know that you can't take those to the bank. I'd like to see you try, but I guarantee you they're not going to give you anything for it. (laughs) So let's talk about what to do. Because let's admit, in the heat of the moment, even the best leaders might bristle at these words. They're so simple. They're short phrases, just two little words, just enough to put an already um, frustrated or stressed or overburdened leader on the brink. So your response in your mind is, I just want to forget about this person. I want to walk away and, and just come back to the situation another day. Or maybe you just say to hell with it and fire them. Why would you want to invest time in someone who has already given up on themselves? These, all of these emotions go through your head and you're thinking, okay, I have to pull it together and be the bigger person because I know that you in particular, you're more than just a boss. You're more than just a manager or just a supervisor. You are a leader. So this is where I recommend that you reset, okay? As a coaching professional, my signature success system is founded on the following action principles, all right? So grab a pen and a paper and jot these down really quick. The first one is review and realize. Let's be honest with ourselves here. We've already identified an opportunity for leadership growth, not only for your employee, but for yourself as well. You, you might have noticed that these phrases, albeit short, tap into a, an emotion for you. It brings something up, whether it's, anger, frustration, resentment, or if it is avoidance, you may have a pretty strong emotional reaction to any of the three of these phrases because of what they mean for you in your own personal belief system. So whether that means that people who say, I'll try, are lazy, or people who say, I can't, are quitters or losers, there are any number of things that you might personally associate or attach with these phrases. So having a forget it mindset is the equivalent of you having level one avoidance and and apathy as an approach. And we all know that that doesn't work. That's okay. Understand that if that is where you are, You're not alone, and you're visiting a place where a lot of us as managers have already been. We probably left our initials over there on that stump. (laughs) Now, 
the fleeting fantasy of firing the person, this is probably your level two anger and resentment that's popping up. Because now you're jumping from not doing anything to doing the most extreme thing that you can in this case. Like just just get rid of them. You don't want to just forget them at this point. You want to get rid of them and make it sting so that they don't ever forget that this is not acceptable. And you don't want to be that person either. So take a deep breath, okay? Work your way over here to the acceptance table. Come, come here, honey. Have a seat. You're welcome here. You're only human. The best thing that you can do for yourself and for your employee when you're reviewing and realizing is to embrace the reality of the situation and, and accept it for what it is. Take it at face value. When you're looking deeper into it and you start drawing these other conclusions and these other feelings come up, you're going to notice that you're starting to create a rabbit hole. And Alice is waiting for you on the other end down there for you to make your appearance and serve you some tea. Now, what you really need to consider is how long did it take for you as a leader to shift your own energy from avoidance to aggression to compromise? This is the point where you really start to take inventory of your own emotions, your own feelings, because, yes, those do matter. I know we don't like to talk about the F word, but, yes, your feelings matter when you're hearing these phrases. And where you go from there is important. So whether your first reaction is to not do anything, to get angry, or to rationalize and start making excuses for the person, either way, you're shifting your energy. It's going up, but you're not quite at the level yet where you can come away feeling completely satisfied with the outcome or even better yet, not being attached to the outcome at all. So you're going to take this opportunity and tactfully address specific and measurable performance improvements that this employee can work on, okay? Please notice that I also emphasize tactful (laughs) because as a leader, you do understand that your communication is one of your strongest assets. So it's not just about what you say. It is about how you say it. And having that realization about your own feelings around the situation when it happens is a huge part of that. It's all about emotional intelligence. Your next step is you're going to energize. Remind this person, remind your employee of the benefits of improving, helps him or her to reconnect with what motivates them to do a great job. Remind them of your organization's mission and vision. It doesn't matter whether you are a for-profit company or a non-profit company, you have a mission and a vision that is your guiding light as far as where you want to be in your ideal future. So point this back out to your employee and 
make sure they understand how and why words like I can't or I'll try or, <laughs> of course, any, any, any of those phrases where they have resigned themselves don't align with the overall mission and vision for your company. Encourage your staff to learn from any mistakes and remember to celebrate their successes and revisit those occasionally. Remind that person of what they do well. So when you're talking about something, and maybe it's just their communication, so sometimes it could just be that these phrases are a part of the way that they communicate and they don't necessarily put a lot of weight on their meaning, but tell them what they do well and remind them of their strengths. And then when you're looking at how these words impact the, the work that's being done, their performance or how they approach their performance, help them to understand how these things don't exactly measure up. They don't balance out just right. The next step is simplify and strategize. These three phrases are usually a symptom of a bigger problem. So to overcome that, start with the smallest step that you can take together to rectify the issue. Each of you should identify at least one possible action that can be attained within a specific time period. Your next step, empower. Lack of confidence or feeling inadequate to affect change can definitely put a damper on employee enthusiasm and engagement. Rejuvenate your team by assuring them of your confidence in their ability. Sometimes the best way to change a belief is to change the feeling that is associated with it. You have the power to give this gift to your employees. If they have a belief around a particular thing, person, event, or situation, and you have the power to change that belief just a little bit for them, you're going to help change what they feel about it. Changing that feeling is definitely going to lead to a change in their belief about that thing and a change in their action to it. So the best thing that you can do is find ways to motivate commitment in a positive regard. The last step is probably kind of obvious, but we're looking at the reset model. So the T is for take action. This one's easy. My sixth grade teacher, Mr. Blinken, used to say, there's nothing to it but to do it. So think about it. You already have a plan, but it's only going to be any good to you if everyone is committed to acting upon it. Okay? So these are things that you definitely want to keep in mind as you go on and you work with your team to recover from this blunder. And also realize that the greatest recovery that you'll have from overdosing on can't, try, and sorry 
is going to be the ability to learn and grow from the experience. So that's about it for us. We're actually already out of time. It goes so quick, and I love talking to all of you, and I most certainly have missed you over the last few weeks, so I'm glad to be back with you. I have some really great guest co-hosts lined up for you in the coming weeks, so I do hope that you will join me. Um, I would like to take this time to remind you that actually if you are interested in getting more use out of the reset system with your team, you can connect with, with me and with queensweetcoach.com. I also would like to remind you that the Queen Suite community is growing. And I would love for you to help Queen Suite Coach get to 500 likes on Facebook. So if you would visit facebook.com slash Coach and like our page for trending topics, leadership development insights, special offers, updates, and so much more, I would love for you to do that. I invite you to do that. Of course, you can comment on any post with the hashtag MostlyBusiness, and I'll give you a shout-out on one of our next episodes. I'll be happy to promote whatever business that you have, and I would love to give you that opportunity and share the love with you. So please do that. Comment on any post at facebook.com, Coach with the hashtag MostlyBusiness, and I will definitely, definitely recognize you for it. And the last thing I would like to mention is that you can subscribe to upcoming episodes of Mostly Business with Queen Sweet Coach on blogtalkradio.com slash mostlybusiness. You can, of course, connect with me via email or you can get blog updates as well. I love to give things away. I'm very generous. So you do get a free gift from me when you sign up to our email connection list. And you can also like or follow Queen Suite on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. I think I named them all. We're on Pinterest, too, if you can find me. <laughs> so that's it, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you so much to success, however you define it. And I wish you more power to you. Have a great rest of the week, everyone.